Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Let's slay this fucker. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, should we do a clap? Back in the this, day? The way oh. that we used to? The way we, the way we were? It'll should blow I the clap? mic out to it, it gently. Nice. You actually did it. Wow, it's like old times. Seems like. I can be Barbara. Old times. Someone else can be. Old times. Let the old times Mm. die. Let the old ways die. I was trying to do a play on on words. Okay. What was the movie we talked about recently? Like the whole theme is like time doesn't die. It just keeps coming back. Is that Serenity? Is the that, past. It's the past. Oh, yeah. The, the past. past is not so the past. Mm. <laughs> no, it's My favorite film. Serenity. We are doing our, yeah, we're, we're still clapping. We're doing the old audio, not wow. the new. Our old time. Big wow. Big wow. It, Daniel. So I, I can't, yeah, I can't sit on this any longer. I just have to say it. So we're recording remotely because I am in the I'm in the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina, and we tried to record this earlier this week, and I had a work emergency, and the only other time we could do it was today when I was going to be out of state. But today, and and hold on to your hats. Um, I hope you're sitting down. But today, me and my friends who I'm here with went to the uh, the Asheville, North Carolina Nature Center, where they have like bobcats and river otters and all of the animals that are Ooh, uh, river you know, otters that, 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 yeah um, i would love brandon, to go i would love a river brandon, otter <laughs> brandon brandon the section was called brandon's otter farm no it wasn't that? oh my Your god page. <laughs> oh my god it's incredible brandon's but otter that's not farm. even it that's not even it so just like anim- animals that are native to this area of appalachia that i meant so get fucking this so we are, we are, we, we leave the petting zoo. We've met all the goats, we've pet all the sheep, and we walk onto um, sort of a, a big walkway that is probably like 20 feet up in the air. Like in below, there's grass, there's a tree, some rolling hill. And this is the deer. This is the deer section of the nature center. Oh. And I, <laughs> I look over. I think I know where this is I, going. And I see a plaque. I see a plaque that says movie star deer. <gasps> so get get this so gracie i believe her name is the deer at the Asheville nature center was green screened into three billboards <gasps> Evan i saw the cgi deer from three billboards today what <laughs> shit no fucking way the seriously actual, i would be so starstruck <laughs> did you uh, you actually I saw the cgi team. deer from three billboards did you tell her i run a twitter account in her name <laughs> I, I, you know I did. Yeah. And she, I tell you, like, she had such charisma, such star power. Oh, I she bet. She on some grass. She peed. She oh. peed. Uh. And she and she trotted from across mm. the way over trot to on. stare up at her. Yeah, trot she trotted on, on up, over. So oh. Trot on up, Joey. But, uh, yeah, th- th- there was a little... There were oh, what does he say? Go on. Uh, walk on. Walk on. Walk on, Joey. Walk on. <laughs> and, this, and this deer, like Joey, had a great ass. Oh, so that's another fuck. piece of continuity here. 
But yes, there there was like a picture of the deer, like up like in her natural habitat. Up With Francis McDormand. No, 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 no. Like where they got the shot of just mm. the deer, and then the composite shot is next to it. Uh, so that's it. That I saw the CGI deer from Three Billboards today. Isn't that wild? That is so good. That's insane. I love that. You don't know how hard it was not to text you guys this, knowing that we would be on the mic later. Mm. I'm glad you saved it for the mic, so you're yeah. getting our you live reaction. Reactions. I think me and Ben both you know, like high, like shriek gasped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you were saying you high fived because I'm not there. Like, you, can't see. you guys just like leaned over and like. Yes. Yeah, bro. Fuck yeah, bro. That was a, a pop. That was a slap. He was doing a high five. Wow. <laughs> audio, audio interference. <laughs> anyway, what's going on with you guys? Uh, I just drove all the way from Playa Vista. I was oh. like, I was like oh, in like fucking what? Fury Road. <laughs> like, oh, gotta get here now. Did I'm you here. Have, did you? Have, I'm imagining like Tom Hardly like strapped to the. Front I ran of over Nicholas Holt painted <laughs> in silver. <laughs> <laughs> I you fucking got, decapitated him with my tire. <laughs> that doesn't some happen in the movie. Your, some silver kicked up on your Hillary Clinton bumper sticker. Oh, oh, gotta cover that up with. Well, I don't know who you yet. know. Who, you don't know. Yeah, that. I do, but I'm afraid to say. I, I don't want to be attacked. Brand, no, Br- Brandon and I support the same candidate. I'm a suburban mom. I am not. Yeah, we are not yet. We are not yet ready to announce who we're endorsing. As I said, I am not going to say anything negative about the other candidates. I but I have mine. I think. Yeah, we all have ours. Yeah, of course. And we all yeah. are in this together. Yeah, we are all in the same like, sinking ship boat. Long- mm-hmm. Well, as long as we all just stay on the same team, because I was yeah. like, I can't, I can't wait to vote for your candidate, the general, and I'm sure you can't wait right. to vote for our candidate. We're not, we're right. not the people that are we should be worried about. Yeah, like we're no. voting for the Democrat, no matter who it is. At the end of the day, yeah, but there are what, people the, who would the people that, the the people that I'm worried about are the people who say like we have 12 years left until the Earth burns alive and we can't do anything about it. And if we don't vote for Bernie Sanders, I'm either not voting or it's wasting your vote. And it's yeah. like I understand, like I under, I understand that type of passion because I yeah. pretty much agree with his platform 100. Yeah. But like, frankly, if, if, I would take Jim Webb, who was that fucking Republican Democrat who ran against Hillary Clinton, as long as he did something to save the fucking planet. Right. He ran as a Democrat. You know what the I mean? The planet is like, top it, priority. Yeah, we just don't have time for this type of purity test right I, now. Anyway, the 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 the. the... The governor of Wisconsin, not Wisconsin, Washington, was on Rachel Maddow last Jay night. Jay Inslee? Yeah, he just announced, and he's running on a single platform of climate change. Which Earth. Is... Oh. And oh, that's yeah. a big does deal. Have... Yeah. And that does make ben. me question what I'm voting for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ben, I, mm-hmm. I would I would keep an eye on this candidate because, as we know, you have an affinity for Jays as your as your father is one. Oh, true. So, Jay. They're going after the Jay vote. Mm, they are. I bet Jay would anyway. like him. Because Jay would like to keep playing golf as long as he <laughs> as can. As long as he can. <laughs> as long as he can play golf, I, he's happy. So. As, as long as we can keep those greens green mm-hmm. and those, uh, those, those sand traps. Or, or, or I actually can't finish that. Yeah, no putting on brown greens. Yeah. Dried up greens. Or that photo so, of the golf to... with the fire in the background. <laughs> like, that's literally my yeah. father. That will be my <laughs> Until father the last... in the end times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I um la- last night um one of my friends who I'm here with so I'm here with my college roommates um we both interned on King of the Hill one year apart and we're both Aww. big King of the Hill fans the Fox animated uh, Fox animated show mm-hmm. and we watched a couple episodes last night including the one where Hank Hill suffers a cr- it takes place during the 2000 election and Hank Hill suffers a crisis of conscience because after 
shaking George W. Bush's hands, he is disturbed to learn that his handshake is limp and doesn't know if he can vote. <laughs> doesn't know if he can that. vote for him. That's how a lot of his Americans handshake. vote. <laughs> Wait, so describe limp. your surroundings right now. Where are you? I'm I'm in the Blue Ridge Mountains. I'm surrounded by trees that uh are you, you in know, your home spindly. or in like oh, a... I'm, in, I'm in my bedroom i'm in my bedroom oh your home okay yeah yes of my home nice. um I, when i get when i get back i have another story i can tell i just don't want to keep chewing up time on appalachia but I, there's a movie related story that actually i'll wait because there might be more developments to it by the end of this trip but oh, it, this story y'all, y'all will get a kick still developing story. more as more right. as this story develops. Yes, that's so what I was... Yeah, that's watch, the phrase. Watch this space. Watch yes, this space. watch this space is watch, my face. Watch, watch this range. Watch this mountain oh. range. Oh, hello. <laughs> I literally can't remember our it's a, homework. It's 11... It's La 11... Ceremony. La Ceremony. Here, by the way. Um, I'm going to introduce... I didn't have time to rewatch. What? I didn't have time to rewatch it, but I... I've had a crazy two weeks, so just bear with me. You've been busy, busy. boy, busy body boy. I I went to LAX from from the festival. So oh, I have something to exciting to I would like to say. Please share. And this is Great. the most detail that I will give on this topic on this podcast. Okay. Um, I submitted okay. a short film to Cannes today. Here we are. And that. Oh my god. Yes, that's also something I withheld texting about. So that Qua, we can discuss. Uh, I'm trying to like do a pun with Quazette. The Quazette? Like, uh, Here congratulations. I come. Congratulations. I will Qua. not be getting in, but the honor, not the honor, but just the accomplishment of having the film to submit is very exciting. Yes. You submitted then, something. Then the, the, the statistics the is... of getting in are you have the one twentieth, no, one fifth, 20% of 1%. Whoa. Yes. Well, they don't they don't program many. What is that? No, where did that come um, from? Um, they. Then, I looked at last year's and they announced they had like thirty nine hundred submissions and there were eight holy selections. Holy shit! They only have one shorts program. Wow. Yeah. No, it's it's not it's not well, like a lot of film festivals where there's like ten or twelve yeah. that are broken. What about the um, shorts like corner, or is that what that is? No, the shorts That's corner different. is just like a market, and like if you register, you can go. But you have to pay for yeah, that. It, yes, and it's and you cannot it's, it's like, ethically say I'm in the Cannes Film Festival, right? Yeah. Because you're paying to be there, mm-hmm. right, right? It's there's also the the film market there where they like where you, like the famous film market where they're trying to sell like international rights to a movie starring Steven Seagal and Lindsay Lohan. Yes, so it's, right. And it's like who am it, I going to get to come? It's a whole separate. Like watch my yeah. movie on a little box, yeah. right? Yeah, which would be cool. Which honestly would be cool if you did that. But yeah. if you don't, the accomplishment the accomplishment of submitting alone is already resting in the palm of your hand. That's yeah, right. Agree. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. not yeah. the only palm festival you will submit to. So there are some that I'm pretty sure I'm going to get into. You have completed a short film mm-hmm. that you can submit. That is an accomplishment. Well, not really. I've completed a work. We're very in proud of that. I've completed a work in progress <laughs> cut to submit to festivals. Yes, and then and within will... two months, yes. I will have a final cut. Yes. Um. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone. Okay, shut up. (laughs) Should I introduce the program? Yes. Hello. This. Hi. Hi. This. Hey. Hello, across time and space. Across time and across time zones. Yes. This is a time traveling movies IMO. Mm. We. It is a bi-coastal episode. Bi-coastal. 
Two we are your fa- three fave film fags. One of us is remote. One of us is a laptop. I just tweeted the image. Take a look. Take a look at what we're looking at. Um, Today I'm bi coastal. Uh, that's that's. I'm I'm a bi coastal film fag. You're bi. Since when? Yeah, yeah I'm bi coastal. Hmm. I am now hmm. by coastal. I don't make me way to say the joke again. It's getting less funny every time. And it we we funny. got the joke. <laughs> I'm just all right. I'm Brandon <laughs> Kirby. I'm Ben Empey. I'm Daniel Craig. Oh, did what a, was Bob just go off? Was are you in Twin Peaks? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a noise. I'm Daniel Crook. <laughs> we heard that. <laughs> But there was like a noise, like as a you... like a David, very David Lynch it was sound. Like a... <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not alone in the house, and I, I've talked on the. Phone I'm not alone in my house. I'm not alone in my house. Yes, Thank you. I've talked, I've talked on the pod. How North Carolina reminds me of Twin Peaks. I've talked about it mm. before, so go back and listen to that episode. Well, now it's coming yeah. for you. The black I'm shadow monster from thank you for that again is coming for you in your it little is glass box. Again. Our, it is happening our, again. Our mountain home is a black lodge. I no. keep turning to the laptop to like address you, but there's no reason. I keep true. doing that too. I'm just like staring at this blue sand dune on this monitor. I keep doing it. It makes it makes me feel more like I'm there. Yeah. Obviously. It makes me feel like I'm included. Mm. He's not. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> I was gonna say that too. Uh, she is gone. We are here tonight, this evening. Good morning. Good night. To talk about it's all. By the way, it's almost tomorrow for me. True. Well, very close. It's not all about you. I keep looking. I keep looking <laughs> at the blue dune. Uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about a new Neil Jordan picture. Mm-hmm. Where's he been? I don't know. Well, now he has Greta. And here he is <laughs> with the Isabel Huppert, not her English language debut, but probably her most commercial English language debut. Auspicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wide, wide release. Wide yeah, release. Wide, it they went, a, it went wide. They went opened too wide. <laughs> a little too wide for this. Yeah, well, but they, we can talk about that. We can word of mouth probably would not have done well for this movie. Yeah. Because, like, Straight people won't be into the camp element. Yeah, as far like, as I the only thing, it's a gay exclusive it's kind of, picture. It's the kind of movie where the, that, like those sort of salacious, twisty trailers, want want to give you the impression that people are already talking about it, so yeah. they'll go opening weekend. Yes, you know, yeah. it's, it's not going to generate the type of organic wor- uh, word of buzz. Yeah, it, do we know already, how it did? Not, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Daniel just said it opened number eight. Oh my god! I think it seriously. opened number eight. On, it was number eight on Sunday. So that might have dropped. I'm not. I'm not. It, it, it did not rise. It might have dropped. Yikes! 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 They, they were trying to do. They were trying to do the witch. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So this movie stars Isabel Huppert and Chloe Grace Moretz. It is a '90s inspired like camp thriller. Chloe Grace Moretz plays a. Waitress living in where did she live? Tribeca. Tribeca. My dad got us a loft in Tribeca. No, it's the it follows girls. Micah Monroe's father. Oh, what is this? Well, she's, she's a freeloader. My friend's freeloader. dad got my her. Friends. I love that they write that in so that Micah they can Monroe. use the Tribeca loft as a location and yep. like make it make sense. Well, here's yeah, because otherwise what, it's like how are they affording it? Mm-hmm. 
What? what I think is when Brandon when Brandon says it's '90s inspired, I very firmly believe this script was written in the 1990s and nothing was changed, <laughs> including the idea well, that your dad, like, I mean, obviously the I rich girl, or Mike Monroe's a rich girl, but like a loft in Tribeca makes more sense in the '90s, as does all the drama on the landline. True. You know? Why does she have a landline? It's just yeah. like Facebook got added in. Huh? Do they do Facebook? Oh yeah, she looks at Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And it's like the new Facebook. Facebook stalks her. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's very possible it was written in the 90s and shelved for 30 years. Yeah. (laughs) That's my call. That's my call. Uh, so let me... This is supposed to be Neil Jordan's follow-up to his Oscar-winning film, The Crying Crying Game. (laughs) This is the film. It would probably be better. Yeah. It would probably be better in the 90s because I feel like he would would lean more into it. It would make sense in the 90s, like revisiting it Mm. now. Uh, I, I wish I liked this movie more, by the way. Like, I, 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 def- I definitely don't hate it, but what I hate about it is that it doesn't go hard enough. And it really does I, I don't know. And, and that's the problem. And they're both so that, I... game, which is the real problem. Yeah. Like, just no, become I mean, it, lesbians. It, yeah, just, kiss. There's, kiss! And just, like, really let Isabella Bear go off on her. And, yeah. like, she, she does to a point, but the script is just not there. Yeah. Well, the the scene where Isabel flips over the table and marches towards her and says, "Your mother died so we could be together." Yeah. Like it should all be that. Like yes. it should all be. Isabel it should all be at that level. It should be level. all Isabel Uber getting loaded into the back of an ambulance, strapped to a stretcher, <laughs> scowling. <laughs> that should be the whole fucking movie. She's like strapped in like insane asylum it's huh? the edition. Thing. It's like the Silence of the Lambs. Who? Yes. I was I was telling Ben before we got on the mic. Like I forgot I gave this movie four stars and like. I'll stand by it, but no. It's fun. I think it's, <laughs> it's fun. It's just like, I in the moment it's wasted potential. Yeah, like in the moment, the amount of fun I had was, I think, probably the amount of fun Ben had watching Serenity. Like I was, I, I, scream, I screamed, so I feel you. Yeah, I had a very, very good time. So I when Chloe Grace, Mar- oh sorry, sorry, it's hard for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I keep talking over you. Sorry. No, oh, no. Fine. Ben was just making a face like it was. He did not have fun. I had a, I had a little oh, fun. Okay. I was like, I, I was pretty lit. <laughs> I screamed when Chloe Grace Moritz, spoiler alert, chopped off Isabella Pear's finger with a cookie cutter. That but scene. It's like the, that's what I want that's, more that's, of. I mean, yes. No, no, ben, the whole exactly, thing should have been at that level. Here, here's, here's what I have said to a couple of our friends. Um, I know I talked to fave film fa- or fellow film fags, Matter Spommer and Nathan Blancet about this, but... The scene, so she gets her finger chopped off with a cookie cutter. Later, there's this shot of Isabel holding her bloody finger stub up to her face, and it's and it's great. Mm. And I love that shot. Of, she takes a syringe of painkiller and sticks it straight into the stub, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. revolting and, and wonderful. Like, that's what you want. You want yeah. it to, move to go hard and get gross. Then we cut to a shot of the finger, like, on a plate next to what looks like a sewing <laughs> needle, and then the next shot, she's putting a glove on. Mm. We should see her sew the finger back on. You know what I mean? I don't like, think if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do it, do it. That like, she doesn't. She's don't not sewing the finger on. She doesn't well, sew it back on. She she's just, like stuffing the glove with... with stuffing from that doll or yeah. the teddy bear. She, yeah. She well then uh, then I think she should sew the finger back on because yeah. if you're gonna be yeah. gross, be gross. I... Like go ham. Go go all the way. I thought the do movie... like the pants labyrinth cheek sew. Yeah. Mm. Like I thought the movie in general was supposed to be more violent. Than it is it's yeah. not it's barely an r 
Yeah. It reminds me of it reminds me of spring thrillers like Flight Plan with Jodie Foster. Do you remember this movie? Yeah. Um, I didn't it, see that. Like like her 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 her, her child disappears on a plane, and then it's a mm-hmm. paranoid thriller of her running through the camp plane, being like, "Where's my son?" It also reminds me of Red Eye, which is another airplane movie, the mm-hmm. Wes Craven movie with Rachel McAdams and Killian Murphy. These are movies that I think are enjoyable. I think that they're charismatically led, but ultimately they're more premise than they are execution. And they just feel kind of hollow, and, and it's more like they're, they're promising, you know, big thrills, big campy fun. And then you just, I don't know, it just doesn't really go beyond its premise when it doesn't sink its teeth into the material, which is just disappointing. And especially with Greta, like, she's a Hungarian immigrant. That's, that's rich. Yeah. It's dark. It's layered. It's complicated. And the only thing we get, which is a very effective moment, if perhaps a little problematic <laughs> towards Eastern Europeans... Is when she's when she drops the French routine when Chloe Grace Moritz at the at the table when she's waiting on her is like I know you're Hungarian and then we get like a like a close up straight on an East of the Living and she's like blah 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 mm-hmm. in Hungarian and it's chilling it's like mm-hmm. again it's probably a little problematic because it's sort of like an Eastern European gypsy putting a curse on you yeah but like lean lean into lean into lean into that I mean not not necessarily the problematic element but lean into like why why is Greta here? Like what is her past apart from like her husband and daughter dying or whatever? Like yeah. I don't know. It's just not it's not enough. It's a little cliche and it's disappointing because I I I it, uh, you've got Isabelle Luper there playing like a crazy stalker. Like you can do more. She has to do all the heavy lifting, but there's not enough on the page for her to totally. take it all the way in my opinion. I yeah. have two favorite parts of this movie, and they were both me laughing at how bad I think this movie is, not me enjoying myself. Tell us. One yes. is... What are the moments? I think in order they are when they're on the park bench and Chloe just jumps into my mom died this year. I guffawed. <laughs> I laughed so hard because it comes out of nowhere. Yes. It's basically like, do you want some of my sandwich? My mom died last year. Yeah. Like, it's not that jarring, but it is. No, I, oh that stood out to me. And then when she opens the cabinet and there are several purses in there, the music goes, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Wait, in what? When she discovers all of the purses, the music cue is insane. There are numerous music cues, Mm -hmm. and and that stuff, I think, for me, it worked as camp on purpose. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Me too. Me, it worked. That that worked for me too. But the I want to talk about the first moment because Ben is spot on. Is that shortly around the time that they go to the movie theater? I can't remember. Because that similar thing where she, like, brings up her mom. Mm-hmm. Like, when I think, because it's like, like the th- park bench is the very first time she brings up her mom. Yeah. I Because this movie deserves a chance to be on the nose and pulpy, I don't hate the idea of Chloe Grace Morris at some point saying, like, like, it's been just, you know, I lost my mother and it's nice having this relationship with you. But we don't see them. We don't see their relationship build. We see no investment, and I and I just think it would be so much more effective if we see the Chloe Grace Moritz character learn to trust again and like really find a mother figure in Greta in a way that isn't so just just again like shallow. It's just not explored. Like and like Ben points yeah. out, it's it's ri- it's ridiculous because it just it's the, it's a bomb dropping. It's not an admission. It's not like a it's not it's not trust built. Right. It, it's not it, she, <laughs> if she said it because you you like there was palpable trust that had been going on. Mm-hmm. Then I think it would be kind of a meaningful moment. But yes. And then it would make it so much more devastating when it turns out that she's been manipulating her. Um, like it should honestly in in a way. Um, like I, I think about the end of Get Out when when Chris is in the police or in the TSA car and he's looking out the window and he's safe, but there's this lingering there's this lingering issue of like how's he ever gonna like like what what does this do to a person's trust like beyond 
Um, like, like it's, it's like when, when people tell you not to trust somebody and you trust them anyway, and mm-hmm. then it comes back to bite you. Like, mm-hmm. and get out. Like, obviously, that's about a much more important subject. But like, I don't know. Like, it, it really kicks you in the teeth. And with Greta, like, there's no. I'm not saying that it needs to be as good as Get Out, but like, I would like that. See, like, you see an investment between Chris and the Allison Williams character when they're sitting by the lake and like being like, "I love you," like anything mm-hmm. for you. Like, it, yeah. it makes it tra- like, that more tragic. Yeah. And with yeah. Greta, like. What, we we should see them have a dinner together like once or twice before the reveal. Like I don't yeah. know. Like this movie this movie feels both like rushed and too long. Like I I would have rather I would have rather like gotten invested in I would have rather gotten invested in their relationship before the shit. Well, you have to do the ending twice in this movie. Mm-hmm. The detective comes to find her and then the then friend. Then the friend. It's, like the movie oh, yeah. is ninety eight minutes long and it feels like a full two hours. Uh, it does. Um, I don't know. Yes. I. I was fine with the progression of their friendship because, I mean, I think Chloe Grace Moretz's character is that desperate for that mother figure without her realizing it. So then when Maika, whatever, It Follows Girl, is like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, what? Like, I believe that stuff. Like, I be- I don't know. I fell for it. And, like, I really like all the stalking stuff where, like, Isabella standing outside. Well, so here's... Perfectly like still too. outside the restaurant. I like that, too. I... It's creepy. I was creeped out. I just straight up do not believe in camp on purpose. And the reason that Isabel oh, yeah, works that. is that she's not doing camp on purpose. Mm-hmm. She's totally, totally sincere and in this movie. Yep. And nothing yep. in the movie is supporting that. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. and that's when, where, where true camp... camp comes from. Yeah. No, I, I, no, sincerity is where camp comes from, and Isabel Lepere is taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, it, I think, because this movie is so underdirected, that Isabel Lepere is really the one driving it forward. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. of that, I would, I wouldn't say that it's camp on purpose because she's the most powerful force in the movie, and she's doing it sincerely. And right. I completely agree with you, Ben. That that's where the that's why her performance works. Um, but I don't know. It's like I I don't, I don't agree with you, Brandon, and that and just like the camp on purpose of it. Even though I do think that it is trying to it is trying to have its cake and eat it too in that way. But yeah, I I, I think I I don't know. I, I think everyone actually is taking it pretty seriously on screen. But I think everyone needs camera. to take a good hard look at their choices in life in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I. I don't think, think it's that bad. I don't, I, I don't know. I think. I think they're playing it seriously, but also... Well, it's more the filmmaking that I think is camp on purpose than the other actors. Yeah, the performances are sincere, but yes, the filmmaking... I mean, obviously those music cues are insane. Mm-hmm. Like, the... Right. the uh, There's other elements where, like... It's like this this trying to be campy. I think... It's almost yeah. as if, like, they want to make a serious thriller, but then in post, they were like, no, it can't be. It's po- That's possible. Like, we have to play this as at least mildly comedic. Like, this is not... It's possible. Like, when Isabel is like, oh, it's the... Oh, the it's the workers or they're uh, what the are they what are they building a what did she what, say are they building an ark are they building an ark like what what are they building an ark <laughs> I like I like when she runs into I'm just gonna call him Detective Arbogast mm-hmm. uh, when when he's stalking her apartment is like on her roof yeah and she's like what are, are you a, are you a chimney sweep <laughs> like, I like that moment um, I, we have to talk I, I about I, huh I was just gonna say like. I, I don't think that it's intentionally poor filmmaking, though. Like, I, I think that 
I, I think about the opening shot, like the way that we follow Greta off the subway car. Uh-huh. That to me feels very, and I know this is a word that gets overused, and I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that this makes it, obviously I'm not saying that it's of the level of this filmmaking, but it is sort of a, it reminds me of Marnie, like it's a Hitchcockian shot. And then, and then the way that the bag ends up being emphasized in the frame, like we get the shot of it perfectly centered in the frame, like on a counter once Chloe brings it back, like, that planting of information feels very Hitchcockian to me, just like as classic suspense storytelling. I'm not saying that it works all the way through. I'm saying that in the beginning, I actually think it's set up well visually. I, 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 so I don't necessarily think like from the get go, it decides to try and be camp. No. Even though I don't think it's, I don't think it succeeds at either. Or be, I don't think it succeeds at being a Hitchcockian thriller. I don't think it succeeds at being camp. But I, I do think that it is striving for something a little more drunk on cinema in the beginning. But I don't think it sustains that throughout. I, I think I think that it just gets muddy because then at other points it is clearly trying to have a laugh. I don't know. Not that Hitchcock wasn't funny either, but yeah, that's what I think. Like the chewing gum scene. Like how that's that that's funny. Like it's not. Yeah. Like that scene is insane when she yeah, spits and, and gum in her hair. Yeah, and plays it totally seriously. It's yeah. great. It's just like, honestly, like when I was watching the movie, I was having a pretty good time. I, I, I was feel, I felt it was lacking at times, of course, but it was really only afterwards that I realized that I felt I had been sold a false go- uh, sale of goods. Like yeah. I, I was um, I was pitching it to my friend in the car yesterday and, and I, I was like, it's worth, like I do think it's worth seeing. I, I like it more than Ben does and I like it less than you do, Brandon, but I, I think it's worth seeing. But then the more I was talking about it, the more I was like, but you know what, it doesn't fully deliver on what I'm saying. But it does give you a few good moments, like when she sticks, when she spits the gum in her face, or what I think is the cinematic moment of the year when Isabelle Huppert texts, "I tend to stick around!" Exclamation point. When she scene, that whole which, sequence when she's following the "It Follows" girl. Okay, you know the part I'm talking about where her head is in frame and it perfectly just like lowers. I don't remember. That. So it's like, so you know how it keeps cutting between like Chloe looking at like. Mm-hmm images of oh my gosh she's right behind you and then mm-hmm. it cuts to it follows girl turning around and she's like she's aware she's not there <laughs> but there's one time where she turns around in like the subway tunnel and you just see like the edge of isabelle who pairs like head with mm-hmm. her hat and it just lowers like the descendants shot yeah <laughs> yes like oh my God. the back of his head the just, but it's like in the foreground and just like it's the most fucking cartoonish thing ever like yeah it doesn't make any sense like in the space of the movie, like, right. where she's doing this, but yeah. it's just, it's stupid. It's so dumb. See, what should, this, should I say this, what this movie's that... about? <laughs> that's good. That's yeah, funny. Say yeah, say the plot. Oh, that, oh, that, oh that's rich. Brandon, oh, that's rich. Uh, Isabel Huppert plays Greta Hadig. Mm. She is a uh, lonesome, lonely woman. A piano teacher. Throwback to... Uh, the piano the teacher. The piano teacher. And she gets her finger cut off. Yeah. Call back to the piano. I think Neil Jordan was very inspired. Mm. <laughs> um, Which is a role that Isabelle Huppert was supposed to play. Is that and, right? Yeah, that she was Jane wow. Campion's wow. first choice for the piano. She would have killed it. But oh, for the it's piano. Such a mm-hmm. okay. performance. Um, she would have killed it. She would have. Because she's silent. She doesn't have to talk. So Perfect. she can be Scottish. It's also like, Perfect. Isabelle Huppert really, really thrives in like 
thorny situation. Like, like mm-hmm. she, she's able to give the filmmaker what they want in terms of moral ambiguity, ethical yes. ambiguity, yeah. and the whole sexual relationship, the 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 transactional relationship, mm-hmm. and then where where desire and and mm-hmm. not even well desire, but just like eroticism bleeds in. She yeah. is so good at that kind of stuff. So is Holly Hunter, by the way. No, I know. I don't want to take this away from Holly Hunter, but imagine Isabel. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just yeah. imagine. I'm I'm with you. I'm um, with you. so. Enter Corey Gray. Is it uh, is it Moritz or Moratz? I say Moratz. I've always said Moritz, but I have no. I've never heard it aloud, anyway. and I don't like her. So I don't really. Care. Oh right, that's a whole other element. Daniel, do you like Chloe Grace Moretz? I. I like her. I, think I like her a lot. I personally. I don't know why. I don't mean to offend either of you because I know Ben has strongly held feelings that she's bad. You have strongly had feelings that she's good. I think that Chloe, the Chloe Grace Moritz conversation is boring. I think she's fine. Okay. Like I think Next. she can be. I think she can be. I think she can be good. I think she can sometimes be wooden. But like, I just don't really care one way or another. Although one time I was, uh, I was pretty drunk at a bar at Silver Lake where I saw her and Sasha Lane from uh, American Honey, mm-hmm. and they were partying together, and they mm-hmm. were probably just wrapping the miseducation of Cameron yeah. Post. And I drunkenly yelled across the room to them, "Cameron and Sasha, you are the future." Oh, that's <laughs> and, cute. And, or, yeah, Did they acknowledge? And, and Chloe, like. Get, Chloe looked at me like a crazy person for a second, and then yes. when she saw that, like, I'm, I, mm. I look fairly normal, she flashed a smile. Nice. <laughs> I just... Anyway, I don't care. Nothing, I just, I just no care. movie news in the past six months has, like, made me more disappointed than Chloe is going to star in the... In Luca Guadagnino's Blood on the Tracks movie. Oh, like it, Like, it ruined it. Like, I, can't, I don't know if I can yeah. see the movie. Yeah. Ben, ben did, did you see Miseducation of Cameron Post? I did. You thought it was fun. I thought okay. it was fine. You yeah. think Sasha's good? Like... I think so. I love Sasha. Yeah. The, I think Chloe's good. Chloe, I think Chloe. that's Chloe's best performance, I think. I, I, I actually think that Chloe is talented. I just don't know if she's being directed the way she needs to be because she's such a star now. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, um, I like her I, in Clouds of Souls I, Maria. She's good in Clouds. I do too. That's probably great, the that's only a, time I like her. But Ben, oh my God, but Ben, that, no, I'm glad you brought that up because like, that's a character role. That's like snarky, like uh, haughty, like young actress, like bratty young actress. It's a mm-hmm. character role. And so often she's asked to play like leading characters where it's just their charisma that, that, that brings us in or something like that. It feels very much to me. I know we've joked about this on the podcast before, but it feels very much to me like the way that someone, and I'm not saying she's as good as Brad Pitt, but like maybe we're just casting her the wrong way. Like may, maybe if we gave yeah, her the Brad Pitt has star roles, power. No, I, I know. That's why I said I'm not, I, my point is, is the idea of like people saying like, Oh, he's a character actor at heart. Like, I, I made fun of that notion when we talked about High Flying Bird, but I, I wonder if we actually should be giving her... But see, I just credit all of Clouds of Sils Maria to Olivia Asayas, and I don't give her no, any credit for no, that. But, no, but that's <laughs> that's I've seen that's, enough of her other fine. work for me to not believe that... Like, I, I'm like, her, like, yeah. like I said... Like I said earlier, I just think she should be directed better. I, I, don't, like, I, don't, I don't think she's a bad actress. I actually think she's a good actress, but I haven't seen her really knock a lot out of the park but i don't necessarily think that's her fault but again i don't care very much i I, I care so little that i just talked about but part of see (laughs) what i don't like about her is all i do is see her acting which is in stark contrast to isabelle who just is the part 
-hmm. in every single movie. No, I agree. She just is the part. And the reason the Clouds of Sils Maria works is because she's doing acting as an actor. Yeah. And she's supposed to be acting as hard as she can. Yeah. I feel that. That's I mean, the I, only I, I, role I, she can play. I, I think that the, the, the coffee meeting, or maybe it's a drinks meeting between her and Juliette Pinochet, that like Swiss hotel where she's not acting, mm -hmm. I actually find that to be very effective. And I think she's brilliant on 30 Rock. Um, I, I, I do I do like her, but you know, I, I understand she's she's controversial. So Chloe Grace Moritz plays Frances McCullen, <laughs> living in her friend's dad's paid-for Tribeca loft, and her roommate played by Malcolm Monroe of It Follows. So Chloe goes on a train, or Frances goes on a train, a subway, and she sees a bag, and she picks up the bag, and it belongs to Greta Hadig, and she returns the bag, and then befriends Greta, and then finds out, she finds a drawer... A, a cabinet of other bags. She's been conned. So she decides, Greta's a creep. I'm going to run away. But then Greta, Greta tends to stick around. Mm. And things ensue. I tend to stick around. And stalking ensues. S doing stalking. And things that are not nearly crazy enough ensues. Yes, things happen. Well, that, no, that's but exactly it doesn't it. quite go there for you guys. For me, it... For me, it gets there yeah i don't i mean this is actually one i don't want to spoil because i just don't want to talk about it anymore <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i will say that like i had a big laugh when isabelle paired i won't say what was going on but says to chloe grace it's the bed of lies i had a big laugh i think that like it's hard for me not to and i, and I think that matters bomber summed this up well in his pithy little letterbox log but like i i can't not i can't not somewhat like a movie where isabelle Huppert uses the phrase bed of lies in that context i thought I chloe think says clever. it no Does she, she doesn't isabelle isabelle says it maybe they both say it's, it. It, it's 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 the name uh -huh. of the thing all of a sudden, we're getting cagey. No pun intended about spoilers. I know for well, the actually, for the I, first I, time in our in our lives, we're not. I'll spoiling. spoil it because I'm not recommending anyone see this. What the fuck? <laughs> I I don't. I mean, I I think that there's a couple of levels where this is interesting, just in terms of a if you're looking at an actor's career. Like I I had said before yeah. we watched the movie that like I'm like, is this some sort of like Isabelle Huppert's whatever happened to Baby Jane? I I, 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 I that, that that's probably hyperbole, but I do think that it's interesting to see her. I think it's rich. I think it's interesting. Layered. It's complicated to see her cast in such a stock villain role um, where that, that, that plays into fear of single old women uh, like I, to place in the fear of, of lonely old women. Yeah. Like, that archetype. Like, I think I, it I think is. I, I, I think it's worth considering within the span of her career. It's not, it's, it's nowhere near the best she can do. She's not bad, but it's, it's not, it's, I don't know. Like it, it, it's, it, you, I don't need to go on. Like it's not one of the great who bear performances, obviously, but it, I don't know I, I, as a, as a footnote or, or just as a part of what happened to her after the Oscar nomination. Like, yeah. I think, I do think it's kind of interesting. And yeah, I um, think it's exciting. Yeah. That she's in an English language movie playing, you know, didn't do well, but she's in the movie opposite a big, you know, American star and she's playing like just a villain and it's exciting. I think, I think it is an exciting, not turning point, but well, milestone in her career. Like, I don't know how it will be remembered. It'll probably be forgotten, but I will be curious right. to see, I mean, you know, what happens 
from here. Well, look, as we, as we talked about at the beginning, like, clearly Isabella Pera didn't turn out to be a box office star. So I'm not sure that she's going to get many more roles in Focus Features movies like this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I, 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 it's also like you, you have to consider the way that a movie is released when you're talking about film history, but it doesn't actually have much to do with the movie itself. And, you know, of course, I'm speaking broadly, but in this specific instance, like, I don't, I don't know if this movie was made to be released wide. I think that Focus picked it up out of Toronto, I believe is the story. And they thought they had a chance to have like a spring, like a late winter, early spring horror thriller hit um, with sort of a juicy trailer and promising batshit insanity and and a com- and and you know it, it's like it's, they, we're looking at this through the we're looking at this through the lens of like Isabella Pair playing like batshit stalker, but we are such a small small sum of the American audience thinking that. Um, like I bet this does well overseas, like in France, in Europe. I bet this yeah. movie does well in Europe. It's it's Neil Jordan, it's Isabella Pair. I'm sure it does well in Europe, but I don't know. I, I I don't think this is I don't think this is leading to exciting new roles that will be offered to her in America. But maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm discounting the fact that she's already a major star and everybody does want to work with her. You know, anyone who knows world cinema wants to work with Isabella Pair. So it is, maybe, it maybe is, I'm wrong, but it, it is funny how like focus pivoted this to mainstream release. Like the first trailer that came out for this movie was not the trailer that mm-hmm. came out later. The trailer that came out later, they went full horror. They went very mainstream um yeah i don't know i think the i think you're right the release of this movie i think they they pivoted hard from like small indie to like we're gonna make this a thing and it started with them teasing that clip of isabel flipping the table they teased that months ago Mm -hmm. and they thought like this watch this yeah and they tried to build buzz i'm sorry yeah i don't know I don't keep a lot of movies on my letterbox watch list, but after that clip, I put it on mine. So like for people like me, it worked, but, um, it got me excited. Uh, I, 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 I agree with what Ben said earlier, um, which is basically that if this movie was not going to have good word of mouth, so they didn't really, if they wanted it to, if they took a risk, I actually really admire the risk they took. And, and, and I don't, it's probably a failure, but I admire the risk of going wide because as Ben was saying, it's not as if this movie was going to become some cult, like, at the water cooler, you have to see Greta, it's this crazy movie about this, you know, like, uh, insane <laughs> Eastern European woman who stalks Chloe Grace Moretz. Like, it's going to be like, that for gay people, a... but that's not the audience course, that Focus is trying to reach. Yeah. Exactly. My exactly. audience was yeah. empty when I saw it. I had, like, three Mine old people. empty, too, but I saw, it, I saw, so a weird, I saw it at a weird showtime. Yeah. Um, should I move on? <laughs> Yeah. So for yeah, homework, we, we did an Isabel Huppert feature, La Ceremonie, and a Neil Jordan picture, his The Crying Game. The Crying Game. The international and, sensation. And La- right? What's uh, What I like about, yes, yes. Yeah. What I like about Hell the yeah. La Ceremonie pick is it's, it's also Isabella's outright villain. Not like morally ambiguous, mm-hmm. like outright Jeez. villain. She's Corrupted so it, good. She is so fucking good in this movie. It is insane. That that was her first Cesar Award. And, I agree. And her only I mean, until L. Not because she's not good in it, because she's amazing in it, but she's not the protagonist. It's just, I mean, she's the lead character, but the story's not told from her. Movie. Yeah, she's not, the movie's yeah. not told from her perspective. We don't really see the inside of her. Mm-hmm. But right. she's captive. I, I, I would say, 
I would say two things, that both quick. One, that it's wild she didn't win the Cesar for Story of Women, which I know I've stand on the podcast before, but everyone please watch Claude Chabrol's Story of Women. I think it's Uper's best performance. <gasps> and two, um, and two is that what I, what I love about the performance in Greta is just the satisfaction she is taking in the evil that she's perpetrating. Like, that, that to me is key to the performance, just the glee that she's having as an actress. Mm-hmm. And in La Ceremonie, part of what is so disturbing about the character is how much fun she's having, you know, murdering... Oh, mm. sorry. Uh, murdering the bourgeoisie. The, I, terrorizing the bourgeoisie, when, yeah. The best part is when they're like... I know what you did. I know what you did. And then they giggle and fall to the bed laughing. We're both murderers. Is that, is that when, is that when Isabel sticks her hand around Sandrine Bonaire with her braid, with her little pigtails? I can't remember. I think that, so. Is that when they're making, cause they're cooking yeah. mushrooms. Around them. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. I love the mushroom scene. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, I, Isabel Hubert just I, has I such a mo- lead. Oh, mm-hmm. What? Exactly. When she's no, no, mock I, 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 pissing exactly on right. the bed. The pee with, tape. With the jug. <laughs> with that jug of tea or whatever. And she's ripping clothing. She's like, bloop, uh-huh. bloop. And then when I, she I, goes I to the charity she... house to get the clothes, and she's like, <laughs> junk trash. And she throws it directly <laughs> into the woman's face that is donating <laughs> it. Ah. Uh. Such What's clean. funny about that moment is that you also get Uper playing this idea of embodying the bourgeois folks that she's trying to you know, a race. Mm-hmm. Like, like she, the sta- how the transference of status of power happens in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I don't know how it's more, it's, it's obviously material, but it's also a state of mind. I also love that when the, the husband confronts her, like, you're opening my mail. Her response isn't, no, I'm not. It's, you can't prove it. Yeah. Like, mm. that's always, yeah. both of their defenses, the whole movie is it's, like, you can't prove it. Can't prove it. Uh, I love it. Fuck yeah. It's so good. I, I, th- I think that La Ceremony disturbed me upon first watch. I, I, it's only, I've only seen it the one time because mm. I didn't have time to rewatch it tonight. Um, it's one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen just because of how placid it is and mm. just how how, gra- how gradual the escalation to what yeah. happens uh, is. It's really just like a pleasant right family drama for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and you're just like yeah. getting to know these characters, and she can't read, and that's the major drama. It of the reminds film. me of like Roma in a weird way. Oh, it she's doing domestic work. She's just like doing domestic work for this like bougie family, uh-huh. and the family's just like, like the kids just like, eh, is she ugly? Like I don't know. Could you like... imagine if this is how Roma ended? <laughs> yeah, Lisa just tearing oh, through the house, <laughs> just opening fire on the family, <laughs> letting the kids drown. <laughs> And Marina comes back. She's like, "Where are they? Dead. Cut to black." <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, the fire is a good call because it's a plant and payoff. Then in Roma, mm, you're right. I, I, I mm. thought, but I, I thought you were gonna say that the fact that she can't read reminds you of in her shoes. That too. <laughs> also, that I thought of in her shoes. Literacy. Mm. Oh, like, all of the like, all of the is, fun what? time she gets out of like. Not having to read after all. Mm-hmm. So fun. I, I just love that she just wants to watch TV. It's so good. <laughs> it's all she wants. <laughs> it just, it's relatable. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking now that mm. John Dealman is the perfect marriage of both Sandrine Bonaire and Isabel Huppert's characters mm. in La Ceremonie. Nice. Both mm. the domestic work and then the, uh, the, the vengeance, we'll say. We'll say the vengeance. Mm-hmm. The 
than yeah. doing it. Doing murder. Doing I, doing I, the deed. I, <laughs> Several deeds. I can't believe I just got that in because it is almost midnight here and I am sleepy as hell. And Jacqueline Bissett is so good as so good as just so like good. oh I have to get to the gallery. Like she's just like lofty and she's like flitting around. <laughs> she's flinty. Flinty. To quote Jack Nicholson in Something's Gotta Give, there were words invented about women like you. (laughs) That is what I think of. So good. I love this movie. She's just like, oh, when she's giving her the tour. And I love when they're just like, oh, she stays away from the books. (laughs) Like, oh. (laughs) Uh, I laugh in this movie. Mm. Until I, no I said it's a thing. perfect fe- I love female body comedies mm-hmm. until I'm no longer laughing. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. the end. So the ending. Um, so it's in, she's gonna get caught because of the the taped. So like Isabel set her up to do this thing, and then Sandrine or whatever the uh, character's name is, uh, Sophie mm-hmm. has to take. I didn't. I've never read it that way. I mean, I've only seen it twice, but because she, the cops, it ends with the cops listening to the playback of. That's right. They can That's hear right. who's murdering the the family. Oh, right. So I read it as like Sandrine. That's why Sandrine's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. Like she, gotta she's go. probably going to get caught, which sucks because Isabel is the one who duped her into she basically coerced her into murdering this family. Mm-hmm. Again, so I think it's, it's a tragic the ending. Force. Huh? I, I just said again, it's like Isabel is the corrupting force and, yeah. and, and comes in so she's so banal like the mm-hmm. first time we meet her. Don't we just meet her like at the just front door? No, we meet at, her at, at the, the train station. Like, yeah, she's like Yes, yes, exactly. She's just like she's just sort of like the angry baddie woman. Mm-hmm. She's just like I need a ride right? home. Can you? And take the wife me? doesn't like her because the yeah. husband doesn't like her. Mm-hmm. So she just is like, yeah. oh, she's annoying. Yeah, she, yeah. So. Yeah. She's the postal. But wife. by the way, the, the, no, this yeah, the postal worker who goes postal. Mm. It, I'm, I'm nice. thinking. Um, just uh, I meant to bring this up when we were talking about Greta. Or I didn't mean to, but I thought about it. Were Were y'all rooting for Greta during the movie? Yes. Yeah, I, I wanted Greta to survive, so I'm glad like the trunk jiggles at mm. the end. Spoiler. I like the I, last shot. Like, I love I, the I, ending. I, I really think there's some smart moments in that movie. It's, it's just like it doesn't. The thing about Hitchcock is that he was able to have fun and have high technique at the same point, at the same time. Um, and at no point does Neil Jordan marry those two impulses, which the, is, I don't know. I don't, I don't mean to say like you have to do Hitchcock in order to have a good movie, but like. It's hard when you're so clearly paying homage, in my opinion, and and not nailing it. I don't know. I hate the ending. I lo- I like the ending, but I hate the ending because the dialogue that it follows girl and Chloe are having is so banal and so like I was waiting I for the the, the punchline, like throwing yeah. a punchline joke. But like the, the dialogue green, like the dialogue room. is literally. Them being like, "Whoa, man, that was a lot. Wow, that was intense. Wow, let's get out of here. I'm it, tired. Thank you for saving me." Like it, what? <laughs> Throw it a fucking it, joke. It, it, it's that well, that or, pissed like, me off. The joke doesn't even have to be dialogue. It can be lack of dialogue. I, I think about how these are yeah. like certainly Micah Monroe is cert, is very spoiled. Like her father gave her this Tribeca apartment, 
They're, they, they, it would be great if they both embodied the sort of like clueless, like rich girl mentality. Yeah. Or just like rich kid. I, I don't, I, I don't need to gender it. I don't mean to be casually sexist. Sorry. Um, but oh. I think about how green room ends um, after like all of this backwoods murder, and then we have our fight. We have Imogen Poots, um, and then we have. Um, Oh my god! Uh, we we have um, Anton and Anton, yeah. Uh, and then we have Anton. I feel bad. I um, that took me a second. But that they just sit there in silence. They don't know what's next. It's the ending of the Graduate. Like it ends up saying something about them. Yeah. And like what it would have been great if they were just like what next, and they have no idea. They're just like, they, yeah. They, they've done this thing and they don't know what happens next. I That's love it. Could have been, been like the Graduate. Once yeah. they exit frame. There's an ADR of, oh, I can't wait to call my dad or something like that. Because the dad just disappears from the movie. It's bad. All of the dialogue. That's a real bad. All of the dialogue is bad. They should have just been, you're right, Daniel. They should have just been silent, pushing on that little Eiffel Tower jiggling. But Ben is right, too. And by the way, the Eiffel Tower, again, we're getting into national identity. Like, there could have been so much more here. Like, why is she posing as French? in america like is she, like why is it that she feels the need to be more impressive like to you know, you know like there's a thing about the american dream here but um i uh, uh uh ben is right about the adr i can't remember exactly what it is but there's a terrible moment of adr midway through the movie mm, where like probably. we hear chloe say something where like she, she's like i have to call greta and then like off screen she's like you remember the woman from before <laughs> <laughs> That I 100% believe is in there. I didn't notice that, but I believe it too. I believe it. Like, there, there's a lot of, like... I'm joking. It, it's not literally that line, but there is a moment. I think there's, like, a cell phone involved, but where yeah. we get this extra piece of reminder that we just don't need. It's Ugh. insulting as an audience member. And and I honestly, I feel like it was probably, like, a note in post. I Like, yeah. I, it felt... The movie feels corrupted to me. And what's funny yeah. is I don't even think it's that great to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know. It's funny to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I wish I remember that moment because I know it exists because I remember clocking it and being like, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, it's Chloe literally saying, like, you know, Greta, the the woman. Like, it's like, what? Is that? what? <laughs> the so, woman like, I've we don't need this reminder. So you know, funny. the woman who's stalking me. Oh, this movie. But the, the, re- the, the reason I bring that up, though, is because I don't necessarily, and I, I honestly am curious for, I'm curious for both of your opinions, but especially Ben's here, because we tend to differ on this sort of thing. But, like, I don't necessarily root for Isabella Lupere's character in La Ceremonie, because I find her so terrifying. But at the same time, like, I probably I was... agree with her politics. <laughs> oh, I totally root for them. Yeah, blow up yeah. the bourgeoisie. <laughs> I don't root for anyone in Greta. I didn't answer that question. I have no emotional investment in Greta, other than occasionally No, I don't, I don't... <laughs> I don't care about how you feel about Greta in that way. It's like, I... It's like I, I'm rooting for them, I guess, and that's that's like part of Claude Chabrol's genius is that he he gets you to root for a couple, like a pair of murderers because of their reasons, right? Yeah. But because like what Brandon was saying, like oh, I root for her because she's joyous. I root for her because I emotionally connect with her. There you go. It's okay, not gotcha. because of the politics. I, I mean, the politics helped, but I. I, but I, I'm just I, so I charmed by her I sociopathy. Like, right, yeah. We I, we are wooed by her like Sandrine. In that first moment when they're driving home in the car and Isabel like looks at her and she's like, mm. she like raises her eyebrows a little and gives a little smile. I'm just so taken with her in this movie. Yeah. I'll, I'll do yeah, anything she wants she, me to. I'll kill people. Yeah. I, I, it's a, oh it's a type of charisma that you don't often see on screen. Like, she's not just, like, she does do a bunch of, like, big explosive gestures, and, like, it's very excitable and passionate, and that's the type of charisma that people 
like, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There, there's something so sinister about the performance, which makes it all the more beguiling, in my opinion. I really revel I, I, in I, villainy, I don't know. though. Yeah. In, in what? Sorry. In villainy. Oh, oh I, I understand. Well, you love Glenn and Dangerous Liaisons, yeah. so I agree. Anyone, I, I, I anyone I mean. relishing destroying someone else? That's it. <laughs> That's it for me. There's, I'm there's, in. There's nothing better. <laughs> um. All right, I'm gonna move no us on comment. to the crying game. Great. Uh, we don't have to stay on this long, but I just want to read uh, the movie's tagline from IMDb. <sighs> the movie everyone is talking about, but no one is giving away its secrets. <laughs> They really <laughs> plugged this movie so as don't Some, talk about it. Something is happening in this movie. You better go see it. <laughs> don't get it spoiled. I think there's something about like the first shot, like just the stillness of of, of that tracking shot, or is it a zoom? I don't even remember. Like underneath the boardwalk, like mm-hmm. towards the carnival, like with I I it reminds it, it, it's very clearly to me it is very clearly a strangers on a train homage. Mm. Like um and the idea that like his twist would be that a character is trans mm-hmm. and especially the way that it's revealed, I just find obvious. I mean, obviously I don't need to get on a soapbox, but it's I will anyway. It's just profoundly the 90s. offensive. It's the night it's the nineties, but like, I don't know. Like I, you know, I, I still, I, I, I've had to, I've unfortunately, but happy to have like the talk with like some straight people, like about trans issues and, and how they are so obsessed with genitalia. And mm-hmm. I find it maddening because that is not what the conversation is about. What, what, what's between your legs has nothing to do with your gender, yeah. but it, it, it's, it's so profoundly frustrating to me that the way that it's revealed, I find it yeah. really. It's disgusting. He vomits violently. It's not disgusting oh, yeah. for her being a trans woman. It's disgusting filmmaking the, the, for the, it to be the, a shock moment. Yeah, it's it's I, literally no, a I, shock I, I reveal. Agree. And there's a music cue. It goes. Burr! It's like the mu- There's a beautiful score. They're gonna have sex, and then the music just stops. Yeah. And then he goes and yeah. vomits. It's yeah. And, atrocious. And then he's very rude. He, and then he's very rude to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. From then on out. And, like, and what what. what Go ahead, sorry. No, I don't know. I mean, Jay Davison is like, okay, he's good, but like his character is like his identity, like he's trans. That's it. That's the extent of his character. Yeah. And the most, I mean, that part is despicable, but the worst part for me is when he's like, what's his name? Do you have the IMDb up? Which character? The lead. Stephen Ray. Yeah. Stephen Ray is is like, you have to cut your hair. And she's just like, you like me better that way? Okay. Yeah. It's fucked up. It. I can't. I just can't. It. it I'll it, change it's for you. Yes. It's. It's doubly offensive to me. One, just because of the way that it treats its trans character and the mm-hmm. way the movie positions transness. Which, I'm not trans, and I'm not going to say like I have trans friends who say, but it. It. It is. That my understanding as a cis person from trans people is that that is not what being trans is about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And 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 second. The reason why it's doubly offensive is that Jay Davidson is the only performer in the movie who gives this thing any life. Correct. And to then cut him down, then yeah. cut him down in his performance, um, it's it, it it ends up cutting down her as well. And I I I don't know. I just uh, I and the whole big. like Forrest Whitaker has his oh, hands so tied behind his back, so Stephen Ray has to, to touch his dick to that, help him pee. 
Okay, I know, beyond, I know. Uh, beyond I the problematic, I don't think she's your type. Yeah. The structure of this movie makes no sense to me. I hate The movie doesn't always... start until 50 minutes in. Uh-huh. That whole first, like, prisoner sequence was That should have been 20 minutes. I was like, what the fuck That's is that? That's a 20-minute first act that goes for 50. Yeah. It's, it's because, insane. It's, they're, they're, I'll tell you, the reason why is because the movie is positioning it as... Look how close Stephen Ray becomes with this man. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then like the touching of Forrest Whitaker's dick. Like, it is it is all built around finding out that this trans woman does not have the genitalia that he thinks she's gonna have. Like, I would like to like, bring up my point now that the movie opens with when a man loves a woman on the soundtrack, and it yeah. ends with a yes. similarly yeah. I forget what the song is, but I, I clocked it and then song. I didn't write it down. Yeah. Um, Oh, but man. I the saw 90s. this movie in high school because I was it's very I was very into the Miramax thing. Yeah. And I would I watched mm. everything and I went back into the catalog and I watched everything. And this was like this was the one. Like yeah. Sex Lies and Videotapes like got them known, but like the crying game was Miramax's Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Like this is the movie that made it a player. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was like if there was if, if there's no crying game, Pulp Fiction wouldn't have happened. Correct. The way that, or the way that it was no. Well, hold on. Pulp Fiction won the Palm before this, but, but before Miramax released it. But like the crying game gave the the uh, the Weinstein's, frankly, gave Miramax the the the, the business model. Correct. For, for for creating this word of mouth film. Uh huh. Pulp Fiction is canonized in the way it is now because of the crying game from yeah. a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pulp Fiction yeah. made $250 million because of the crying game. Like, that's what it did. Yes. The art exactly. of Pulp Fiction exactly. would have been there, but the business. Of course, of course. But, yeah. so, I saw it in high school, and I was like, this movie? And, like, I was I was too young to be attuned to, like, identity issues at that point in my life. Yeah. And I was too much not thinking about that I'm gay myself. I was just, like, not going there in any respect in my life at that point. Yeah. That I was just like, this movie's just bad. Yeah. Like, it's not interesting to me. The plot is insane, like, in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Like, when Miranda yeah. Richardson is, like, wearing that wig. She's bad. I'm just why like, is she the bad. cover of the DVD? Yes, I'm just like, what is happening well, with ta- any no, of this? I'll, I'll, tell you why she's, I'll tell you why she's the cover of the DVD. I mean, and going back to Pulp Fiction, sex which comes appeal. after. Like, well, it's sex appeal, and that's hard. I mean, are you surprised this comes from the brain of Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. Like, the reason why Pulp Fiction had the poster of Uma Thurman mm-hmm. on her chest, on a bed, reading... Wearing reading the same books. wig as Miranda Richardson in the crime exactly. game. Exactly. Exactly. He, he, had, he had two tries at the campaign. And it's also like they both worked, so he was just emulating the same success. But the reason why Miranda Richardson on the cover is because, like you said, Brandon, sex sells. And it's... Um, I. It doesn't. It doesn't help. One like that. That point in general like doesn't help. But second, I don't think Miranda Richardson is good in the movie. I actually no. think she's she's overacting, and I think most people in the movie are overacting. I think everyone but Jay Davidson overacts in this movie. I agree. And of course, Jay Davidson like essentially never acted again because of the like he was in something else, but he he essentially left the business because he hated the way he, he, he just hated the reception of them. I'm not saying yeah. that he was like so fucking woke. I don't know exactly what disgusted him about the attention he received from the movie, but, mm-hmm. but it was the reception of his performance in the crying game that made him not want to keep acting. Right. But, um, right. I looked at his IMDb and like the trivia and it says 
He's back to being a fashion assistant at the house he used to work at. I don't know when that piece of trivia was added, but it's like, yeah. And by the way, you know who Jay Davidson would vote for if he was American? Be Jay Inslee, obviously, going after the Jay vote. Mm. Yes, yes. Going after the Jay vote. The Jay club. The Jay club. I'm actually, so I'm here with one of my college roommates who, when we would talk about movies in college, would always call Forrest Whitaker Forrest Overactaker, which Mm. I think is funny. And I think this movie is maybe the best example of Forrest Overactaker. I don't know. Have you seen The Last King of Scotland? Academy Award winner? I have, but I, I, I saw it when it came out, and I was so blinded by the gold of the Oscars yeah. that, like, I, for me, I was, I was like, what a performance. I, I was and like that I, when I saw it, and then I we loved... watched it in college in race, class, and gender in American film class, and I was just like, oh, yikes. It's a very yikes He's... movie. Is that... He, he is so good. And, and by the way, the hooks in James McAvoy's nipples, where is that in Greta? Like, I want that in Greta. Mm-hmm. Um, James I, McAvoy I get his but... nipples hooked in that film? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. But by the way, Forrest Whitaker, and I've talked about this on the podcast before because I can't stand an uh, accent, he, accent work in Arrival, I do think is a good actor because if you've seen Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai, the Jim Jarmusch movie, a very minimal, it's like, it's like, it's like Patterson with, with uh, samurais and assassins. Um, he's very, he's very good in that picture, but it's a much more nuanced and quiet performance. Mm. And I, I, I think Forrest Whitaker has such a contemplative face which is why yeah. I hate seeing him just like silly putty it all the way out mm-hmm. in in these over directed moments. Like it's, I I don't know. It's just it's a bummer because I I I do love the performance in Ghost Dog so much that I will always root for him. But mm-hmm. at this point, like the column of bad Forrest Whitaker performances for me versus good, oh, I mean, yeah. it is slanted it, in a big way. There yeah. is not there is not your balance between good and bad Forrest Whitaker performances in my truly opinion. not. Did everyone see the? No one saw the Netflix picture that I already forgot the name of that he was in, Bird and Box? it was bad. What the fuck's it called? This Bird Box? And no, the, no. The, um, the Cloverfield Paradox? No. It's literally nothing. I can't think of the name I'm of it. Look it up, and we can talk about the uh, the only other note I have written down, other than this film opens on when a man loves a woman, <laughs> is slow motion terrorism kills. It's so bad. Oh, yeah. It's so stupid. Well, like, what are the politics of this movie? Like, get to know people better? <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, that, that's... How it ends. I've that, never yes. heard of I, that I, before. That's the Netflix picture. I haven't I even heard, heard of that. Either. Nobody has. That movie doesn't exist. And it doesn't. And this is why, like, you know, with, with the whole Netflix conversation, like... I, I agree that it that it brings access all over the world, and that ultimately makes it a net positive, no matter what you say. But there are these movies, like for all we know, like I've already forgotten the name. That Forrest Whitaker movie is really good, but I didn't hear about it. You it's know, fucking like, terrible. It's, it gets it's these movies get buried. It's like you are fucking how can, how can Netflix? How how can Netflix be better about the movie, the acquisitions, and the movies they have? Like uh, that, that that's that's the conversation. That's the conversation we should be having. Not should Netflix have to release movies four weeks to have an Oscar qualifying run? Mm-hmm. Like how can Netflix do better with the model they already have? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they I think never that's will. the conversation because it's a volume game. Yep. I'm going right. to talk about no, no, a Star I, is I Born encore. <laughs> oh, what? Well, can we talk about it next week? Because I probably you were fucking loaded. <laughs> you were fucking drunk. You were fucking. No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? The line, there's more line. It's, you were fucking drunk, you Are were you... fuck. No, that was always the thing. That's always in the original, but we, uh, I didn't clock it until the second watch. 
I I just had forgotten, but it is, you were fucking loaded is the funnier part. The three of us have gotten so fucking drunk on the line, you were fucking drunk, that I forgot there was any more after. All right, we'll talk about it next week once you've seen it. Um, I'm going to close this out. Hold on. No, no, no. I'm ready to go. Can you believe that, like, even, like, a thousand miles away, I'm still the one who won't shut the fuck up? It's midnight. Go to bed. Brandon, you gave it. It's your turn to take a pill and go to sleep. (laughs) Why am I screaming into the mic? (laughs) Brandon, Brandon, um, I saw that you gave their encore five stars on Letterboxd. Does this mean that you finally admit that Sam Elliott gives a good performance? I will, I, okay, I will say, I will say his performance worked for me on second watch. It did. Okay, all right, well. I'm, I, I, everything worked just like a little bit better for me and maybe it was the movie poor but you know who's well, to say okay but, okay but by the way I had I had a movie poor and a half the first time I saw it and I don't know if that had anything to do with me falling for the sentimentality of it but probably the movie poor doesn't the movie poor I saw it a second time though but the movie poor does not hurt with the stars you heard it here first folks if you like you like a star is born when you've had a movie poor when you've had when you've had thirty ounces of Cabernet, you're mm-hmm. bound to cry at a Star Is Born. All right, so I'm ben just gonna. Just leaning, ben is just leaning back. I like it. He likes it. It went up three and a half. It went up to a, a half extra he, star. He, okay, well, he had three and a half to begin with, but yeah. No, we've discussed this. It was over three. I no, no you, you, I no, I remember the conversation. You're he right. felt shamed. You're right. I felt shamed yes, into giving it three and a half. Yep, but in I his remember, heart, it was a three. Mm-hmm. Now it's a fish. Well, now three. I feel shame. Well, now I feel shame for even bringing it up. Call me by your shame. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, before we close, um, we had a fellow film fag visit LA, Aaron Appleby, Aaron Applesauce. He visited, and we're supposed to have him, our first ever guest join us for the pod uh he uh very graciously watched the crying game he was going to join our discussion of that film but uh because of our this didn't happen yeah it didn't happen because you know schedules shift and it didn't work out but uh you know shit happens shit's creek happens and uh but but i think oh wait can i can i say something really quick about shit's creek just quickly like five seconds we like the program. What's okay, up? So, okay, so I flew to Newark, and then my friend and I drove from Newark to North Carolina, where I am now, oh, and we passed a town in Pennsylvania called Shartlesville, <gasps> which, I, which, which I think has profound Schitt's Creek energy. It does. <laughs> Shartlesville. <laughs> Can you spell that? I picture an oak job pooping. A-R-T. Hold on, Brandon. S-H-A-R-T-L-E-S-V-I-L-L-E. Shartlesville. Uh. Wow. Doesn't I would like make, to go there. Doesn't that make you beam? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just I, I had to interject one more one yes. more. Not to get too regional not to get too regional about it, but I have been driving down the East Coast this week, so I just had to bring it up. I love it. Um so All right, we, sorry Aaron, sorry to interrupt the moment. We do believe that Aaron is going to record a, a solo segment talking about a, a crying game. We don't we don't have it yet. So it could, he could not do it. We, you know, it's on him. We okay. may ben, just go straight into ben, Jane Fonda's Oscar speech from here. But ben, we ben think. Gave him very str- 
and we we made a new group chat with Aaron in it, and Ben was very strict. He was like, "I need to have this by the time you go to bed tomorrow." I like, have a very, I have a busy weekend. Like, you got it. No, I know. We like, gave a deadline. Very, like, he asked when he needs it by. I told him. <laughs> I was a little I offended that he said "lol" back. Oh, I was like, "You asked, <laughs> bitch." He's young. We will see. We will. We will see. And you will see, we will all see. If something plays after I hit stop, then he's done it. If not, well, Aaron, you didn't make it. You didn't make it? We are about to open, we are, we are about to open the candle cabinet to find, find out, are there purses in this mm. cabinet or are there not? Will there be an extra first guest appearance by beloved fellow film thug Aaron Applesauce? Mm. Or will we cut to Jane Fonda? We'll after, we, after, we say good, after we say goodbye. Watch we'll this out. space. I will say... I will say, what will you say? Before we we log off. Well, we have to outro. I know. I am glad that we did this episode for the podcast because I rewatched La Ceremony and it made me be like, yeah, I need to go back and watch all of them. All of her movies. Yeah. I haven't felt oh, that ben, in a while and I need to. Yeah. Because I've yeah, only seen so like three or four. Cl- so Claude Chabrol directs her in Story of Women. I gotta so watch if you it. Liked what, if, if you liked them together in this, you will love them. I mean, you love her in this, you will love her in that. And, and that'll if, be my next one. If you want one. to believe, for Story of Women, I'd love to see it. I believe Ebert's review, he talks about Violette, which is another Claude Chabrol movie starring her. Mm-hmm. I believe from yeah, the late it's, 70s. Well, Violette, Violette, Violette is her Star is Born performance. Yeah. Mm. So and, and and I you know I you know when we were gonna do Greta I kind of thought this was gonna be my opportunity to pop off about my favorite living actress but it's mm-hmm. not that episode um, and I it, I don't know it feels weird like I'm I'm talking to a background of like Yosemite right now I'm not talking to my boys like I don't want to there's no pleasure for me to just pop off about Isabel but yeah um, but um, oh shit oh I was all, but but I was also gonna say Ben. Because you also like Hong Sang Soo, you should watch In Another Country. Oh yeah, I should. Um, which and is, it, what about and Claire's camera? Which I missed in the and, theater. Right, uh, but Claire's camera for me is really good. I mean, it, it it's really good, but it's like, it, it, to his credit, it's Hong or to their credit, it's Hong Sang Soo and Isabella Pair and Kim Min Hee like shooting a movie while they're at Cannes. In Another mm-hmm. Country is sublime and maybe. Uper's uh, fate or uh, funniest performance. Oh hell yeah! Certainly, hell yeah. Uh, what what I've seen, it, it's really. I good. love that and Brandon a, keeps sharing really, really photos of Isabel in the group chat <laughs> as we record I know, this. I'm like looking over here. You know, I have sharing a young Isabel over over my phone at work. Um, I have a I have a picture of Isabel Uper tanked into the corkboard. Hell yeah! Um, next yeah. week we are discussing. Wait, Brandon, little... Brandon, has this been has this been another episode of anything, or are we just hanging out, or what's going on? All right, I was gonna do it in a different order. This. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but I'll okay. <laughs> if you don't think I if, if you don't think I can micromanage from a thousand miles away, <laughs> this has bitch. been another riveting episode of Movies IMO. Please rate, review, subscribe. On iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever the fuck you listen to podcasts, rate us five stars and tell us who would you like to kill with a shotgun? Mm. <laughs> Whose finger oh, do you want to cut off for the <laughs> cookie, cookie cutter? cutter. <laughs> who do you want? Do you uh, want to be? That... Uh, do you? I don't know. Do you want to be Isabel Huppert? I do. 
Thank you. When you water your plants, do you you use so much water that a puddle forms? <gasps> okay. <laughs> Literally, what because the I fuck don't. was that moment? Because I don't. <laughs> I, I did you water the like plants? That, and I have what? A puddle on the floor. What the hell? The do you use so oh, much water that it drips? Do you water your plants by pouring water directly onto the leaves? <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I was just say when 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 you are looking for your stalker in your home, watch this leaf. Just watch this leaf because apparently that's the telltale sign. Oh my god! What the, the hell? The fake out, fake out. Oh yeah. It's... When Saint Vincent's Black Rainbow plays, which mm. I love that song and I love the use of that song, but that device, yeah, is the that, double dream. The double dream. Fuck that. Well, I kind of, I wonder, I'm like, is this about to turn into Russian Doll? I'm like, I'd be kind of into it if there's a chapter where Greta poisons Chloe in such a way that, like, she keeps, you know, she she can't keep track of, like, I love the idea of her just, or or hold on, like, it's not so much that, I guess. It's like, I loved the idea of Greta, like, doing what she, like, Greta doing her evil and then returning her to her apartment to then subtly fuck with her even more. Yeah, I thought that's what was happening. Which was, like, really compelling. And then it was boring again. She wakes up in the bed of lies. Yeah. (laughs) She wakes up in the bed of lies. And by the way, I do think the claustrophobia is played well, but I think that once Chloe ends up in that space, there is no visual. It is not dynamic, the visuals Mm -hmm. of that space, in a way Mm -hmm. that I think makes the last 30 minutes of the film really drag. And I think, actually, we didn't really get into it, but when we talk about the movie dragging, it's because once Chloe ends up in the space she ends up in, there's the, visually we're not exploring with the same exploring the space with the same panache that we were earlier in my yeah. opinion it's flat it's like she's the in a dark room it's boring the metronome is another great hitchcock moment i mean and again i'm not saying it's worthy of hitchcock but the idea of like an inanimate object like belying the the antagonist's mm-hmm. motives mm-hmm. like that that to me that to me is like could be smart hitchcock homage but yeah oh well um I'm Brandon Kirby. You can find oh, you can find Movies IMO on Twitter at Movies IMO. I'm Brandon Kirby. You can find me on Twitter at BK Kirby. I'm Ben MB. You can find me on Twitter at Real Todd Haynes. I'm Daniel Crook. This is the first time. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Daniel Crook with Rios. This is the first time we've finished an episode uh, in different days. <gasps> oh wow! Well, for it's, you, it's Friday. <clears throat> it's Friday. No, no, no. It's Friday. We have experienced. Oh, I see what you see. I'm, I'm I see Friday. what you mean. Like I'm he's in, in the future, mm-hmm. Fred of the future. Yeah, I mean, I. I thought you meant from I, I, when I, I, we I'm, began, which is true no, of oh, you. No, 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 no. But no, I, I'm not making it all about me. <laughs> but by the way, the future, another great Isabella Pair performance would obviously be Lavenier. Things to come. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Uh, next week we are discussing. Ben, say the director's name. Christian Petzoltz's Transit. And we'll be discussing his two other films. Not his only two other films, but just his two most recent. Two other of his, his two other two recent films. Mm-hmm. Two most recent films. Barbara and Phoenix. Yes. Hell yeah. And I'm, I'm going to try, I'm going to try and rewatch Vertigo for this episode. Because nice. it's been a really long time since I've seen that movie. And I, I would like to talk about it. Fellow film I'd fag. Like ta- I'd like to hear Ben talk about it. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. Fellow film fag Baltimore Andrew told me... That if I watch Barbara and Phoenix before I go see Transit, I will miss Nina Haas in Transit, even though Transit is That's a perfectly a great movie. So I will be seeing Transit before I do my 
Nina Haas starring vehicles. So that before I do not miss her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before you're doing Nina Haas retrospective. Yes. I'm doing the opposite. I'm doing... Well, you haven't seen them before. I've never seen them. Yeah. This is bad. I'm diving oh, guys, in. Guys! Guys! I, oh, oh my god, I, I think I can bring this to a close. I think I can bring this thing full circle. I watched Phoenix in the bedroom I'm in right now in North Carolina. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I might... Well, I won't have time to rewatch it while I'm here, but I will download it for the plane. And then I will have only watched Phoenix, like, in uh, North Carolina or post... Or, or like, yeah. taking off from North Carolina spaces. Yeah. Lovely. All right. Well, um, see you next time. And either you'll hear Aaron Appleby if he did what he was supposed to do, or you'll hear Jane Fonda. Watch this space. Pray for Aaron. Hello, Movies IMO boys. It's me, Aaron Appleby. Happy to be your first official guest, kind of. We, you know, we planned a thing. It didn't work out, and that's that's okay. It, it happens. Things happen. Uh, but I guess the consolation prize that I'm more than happy to to accept is that of reporting my findings on the crying game. And uh, I know we we mentioned we talked about it when I was there in Los Angeles. I'm from Michigan, by the way. For film faggots that do not follow me, you should, you should consider it. I'm a. I can I can type words. Um, I'm with my friend, actually, Emma Greenleaf, who is an honorary film. Well, I don't want to. You're not a film faggot, but you're (laughs) a film lady. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. International Women's Day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, So I I don't have much. Talk about a man. Um, A man. Yes, Neil Jordan. Um, I haven't seen any of his other movies, I don't think, besides this one. And I, I, I liked The Crying Game. I thought it was loud, um, deeply problematic, but I, I was endeared by the actor who played Fergus and by the insanity of the screenplay. Uh, now, I wish I, I saw Greta. Emma? Emma? What? You saw Greta, correct? Yes, I love it. You love it. You actually do? I love it so much. Oh, my gosh. He loves it so much. I... Would watch it. We saw Climax today. Gaspar Noé, his film. And um, finally, another movie that brutalizes women. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but no, specific thoughts on um, The Crying Game. Um, the production design, like the first third of the film, when they're in like the bungalow, uh, it's very Jumanji adjacent. Very much like there's vines and it's all, it all has the aesthetic of sand. Is that an aesthetic? Sand? Um, Actually, no. I, need, I need to be more confident with my opinions. I don't think sand is an aesthetic. See, on one, on one hand, I think this movie is, like, kind of horrible. And, but, like, if I was on the show, I would have 100% pretend to love it. Do you do know? They, what? Do they love it? I, no, I don't, think, I don't think they do, yeah. from what I gathered upon my initial thing. You, but did you know I stayed with them? Yeah. For a, for a couple of days? Oh, no. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I had a good time with them. We saw lots of flicks. We saw Stars Born Encore edition. You know, Brandon and Benjamin and myself. Ben Empey. Yep. Yep. I listen to the podcast every week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you introduced me to the podcast. Yeah, bitch, don't forget. International women's day, don't forget. (laughs) I would never forget. It was after a, it yep. was after a rough breakup. Yep, someone you're... from Chicago, someone that I'm like currently dealing with in this hour, like less than ten minutes ago, I snapped him and said, "Top me," and then he responded with, 
Because, okay, I tweeted this morning, my ex gives me, or should I hit up the ex-boyfriend who gave me uh, toothy blowjobs? And then cut to tonight, me sending top me to him, and then for him to send back, what did he say, Emma? Let me use my teeth. Yeah, go fuck. I, I, I felt so much shame, but also I laughed. It made me, it made me smile. But I was like, oh, no, I have lost this person's respect. Do I need his respect? I don't think I do. No. And you don't have it. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be liked so hard. And we all like you. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, movies I am. No, I'm. Shut up. What else did I think about this movie? I wanted to top. I want Forrest Whitaker to top me. He was very attractive in the film. He, had a, he has an accent in it that's ridiculous. That doesn't work. What accent? Couldn't tell Do you. It. I saw it like a, a week ago, a week and a half ago. I don't remember. He's like, he's like, he's like, I love Fergish. Like that's Michael Caine? Like little, no, not Michael Caine. More, more misplaced. Just incorrect. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at my notes. Miranda Richards. We're watching, we're watching Sleepy Hollow Woo. right now with Miranda Richardson, and she is very good. Uh, she says you're a walking cliche, Fergus, which I wrote down as making me. Oh, you're a walking cliche, Fergus. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> That's what she sounds like. I like it. Her accent is thick. Uh, yeah, and then just Fergus's sexual erotic awakening through queer sex. That's the only way to do it. That's what I wrote down. So that's that's true. Centering the erotic is is placed within only queer sex, queer intercourse. Yeah, queer fucking. Yeah, bitch. Oh, yeah. What was the scene with... Again, you didn't see it, Emma. There's a scene where, like, he cuts his uh, girlfriend, who happens to be trans. Uh, He cuts her hair. And it's, like, a very strange scene. I know why he's doing it, but it it feels like he's stripping her of her identity. And it's, like, weird because she's so gorgeous throughout the beginning. And also Jim Broadbent plays this bartender, and every single piece of dialogue that he has is so stupid and preposterous. It doesn't fit in, and it's, it, or maybe it does. Maybe it's just a loud, it's just loud. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you better talk, oh, she's saying this to you. And it's like, f- I just want to get to the meat of this fucking movie. Which is what? I don't know. A gun chase. It's loud. Mm-hmm. Did I say it's loud yet? You said it was loud a lot. There's a cock reveal, a flaccid cock. Oh, I love yeah, but it's like to reveal that the character's trans, oh, and that's like, it's, the it's like an Ace Ventura level disgust, and that is it's offensive. It's not okay. Why do people like this movie? Um, I'm the only person that likes this movie. Oh, <laughs> um, because I can forgive it, which is the thing that maybe I should really look at and be like, and why am I why am I forgiving this movie? Because, I think it is it it frolics along and it's it's fun, and. Uh, I don't like to describe things as fun, but it is an entertaining watch. So yeah, uh, boys, that those are my thoughts on the the film, the Crying Game, which, if you didn't know, is also the song that is sung in the film, Emma. Oh, that's where it comes in. No. no, the Crying Game. Oh, yeah, no, that's how. That's exactly how it sounds. Well, Greta sounds like it's better. No, it seems like Greta's better. It, oh, okay. Maybe I should see it. Maybe. Should I say it? Of course. Okay. Yeah. 
why of course because it's just because a, it's, a new movie it's twisted what's your what so you think you just see movies because they're out no, I, I, I just I rank to, it off of my interest I think you should see movies to have a broad range of, uh, influence of interest. cultural and intrigue. yes you stay up to, up to date on what's happening in cinema yeah but like I don't I don't want to watch Captain Marvel that's different. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. No, stop. It might be good. It's not. And representation's important. Brie Larson representation. Stop. <laughs> I like her. I hate her. Why do you hate her? I can't put my finger on it. Um, I don't trust her. And also I get her and Evan Rachel Wood mixed up constantly. Okay. I, They're yeah. mediocre. I, I think she's really good in Short Term 12. Never seen it. That's why I haven't seen it. Oh, she's really good in it. And she's great in Kong Skull Island. I love the podcast. And yeah, we this love. Just know I really love it. And I showed it to Aaron. It, so. Oh, yeah. We I'm never cooler. told the story. So, yeah, that boy, he was mean to me. Yeah. And then I, she, I was crying on the way home from Chicago. And I listened to this, this podcast. And it helped me along. Um, cool. All right. Ta-ta for now. <laughs> Bitches. All right. <laughs> for now. That's literally how you ended it. Uh, all right, it's me. It's me, Clint Eastwood. I'm doing the impression uh, that they do. Yes, it's all me. right. Cute. Okay, it's pretty good. Okay, this has been ten minutes long. Damn. Okay. The winner is Jane Fonda. Thank you. Thank you very much, members of the Academy, and thank all of you who applauded. There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.